You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast brought to you by the Dunstan Group. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and our guest, Tom Blanchard from Sterling Technology Solutions. You know, in this day and age, uh, Facebook CEO just um, finished a congressional inquiry. We got Russians, we got fake news, we got everything on the internet that you could possibly imagine. Um, your data may have been compromised. I mean, you can imagine some of the things that you get to your cell phone from your computer. You know, add that to the always present threat of viruses, hackers. It's a wonder that we even want to turn on a computer anymore. But guess what, everyone? We have to. Um, it's how we run our business. It's how we run our lives. It's it's really how you get up in the morning. You're probably checking checking your phone, checking your computer. But our next guest is someone that really cares about this and really wants to keep our offices running smoothly, smoothly, and uh, really wants to protect all of our data. So we're really excited to learn about that. And so welcome Tom Blanchard to the Brand Builders Podcast. Yeah, thanks guys. I really appreciate uh, you all inviting me. Tom, always great to see you, buddy. <laughs> Brian, another great introduction. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Man, Tom, so we have so many questions about technology, not not the least of which is how much of our personal information, which in the case of a company is business information, are hackers able to find if we're not careful with it? Well, you know, it depends on how careful you are. It really does. And it's all about can a hacker get access to your computer? At least that's the low-hanging fruit for individuals. Um, if you're a person at home, uh, it depends on what they have on your computer. Um, and there's a number of ways where the hackers can get access to your computer. And I'll tell you, the most whether it's a uh, you're at home or at a business, the most common way hackers are going to try to get to you and your data is via email. Email phishing. We see it all the time. Uh, probably multiple times a day amongst all of our clients, probably dozens of times a day, if I had to guess, where a hacker is sending out an email to try to trick you into logging onto your bank account, to try to log on to your email itself. And to also another very common method is they want you to open an attachment to PDFs. Usually it has something to do with some sort of payment or invoice. And once you open that, click on that link, open that PDF file, that zip file, uh, then they have access to your computer, and goodness knows what they can do with that. So <laughs> I just bought a house a couple of months ago, and um, I had everything taken care of, and about three weeks into the house, I got a letter, and it was, it, it was telling me that I hadn't paid and everything was getting cut off. And go to this online, I'm like, oh, my God, I called up my guy, and he's like, no, that is not correct. So, I mean, they're, they're doing like snail mail all the way to email and everywhere in between to try to get your information. You know, the interesting thing is, is that they're getting more and more sophisticated with the techniques and how personal they can get with these phishing scams. So what they'll do is they gain access to someone's email and they're able to search that email and catalog it and through an automated process of some kind, identify relationships within a company, for example, they can tell who's a president, who the important people are, and they're able to extract uh, certain users' email signatures. So when they try these phishing scams, they're able to be very specific so that it comes from a particular person to a particular person with that person's email signature, and it looks very genuine. They're getting tricky. What do you say? So like we're, we're all, we all, if we're social media, sending emails and all of that, all of our personal information is out there. If if we were trying to get ahead of this at this point in the game, what would you say absolutely stop doing right now? 
Okay. The, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing for me personally, I would say be very mindful when opening email attachments or clicking on things within an email. If you're going to open an email attachment, make sure you know exactly who that email was from and that you expected or would typically expect to receive an email like that from a friend, a business colleague. If it has anything to do with a payment, your level of sensitivity needs to just go up a notch. And you say, okay, take a step back. Wait a minute. Am I sure I'm supposed to click on this or open this attachment? And the best thing you can do to prevent when you run into a payment situation is call the sender, not email them back because hackers are very sophisticated where they are able to respond to the email that you just sent. We see that all the time. Every week we see things like that. So uh, those are the two easy things you can do. Careful with the attachments. And when it has to do with a payment, pick up the phone and call someone. Yeah, so you've had, all right, so we're kind of on the security topic. And we just saw you in the news recently uh, (laughs) talking about this. So I would assume this is a hot button across your business platform. But tell us a little bit about Sterling Technologies, how you got in the business, um, what your day in, day out is, and, you know, just tell us a little bit more about that. I think IT is confusing for a lot of people. Yeah, it is. And IT is a big, broad spectrum that can cover quite a few things. Um, but what we do is we're what's called a managed services provider. So we manage the computers and servers and networks, things like that, for small to medium-sized businesses where it doesn't make financial sense to hire your own on-site IT guy, so they outsource it to us. And uh, so we're the guys you call when, hey, I can't print or my server's down, my email doesn't work. Um, I'm not sure what this email is. If is it bad? That's, that's us. That's what we do. Um, but I got my start really in middle school. Um, I built my, <laughs> my parents owned a small business on the Outer Banks of North Carolina, uh, a mom and pop hardware store. And I built their network when I was in middle school. And I just kind of tinkered and really enjoyed it. And I moved here to Charlotte, um, didn't know a soul actually, except for you, Scott, you're the only person I knew. And, uh, Scott, uh, actually brought me to my first client, really, um, uh, someone who Scott used to work with and between my parents' company on the Outer Banks. And when I found, uh, Scott's, uh, company, I was able to, all right, okay. You know what? That's enough to put food on the table. I'm going to give it a shot. And so with those we two. We were paying way too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Evidently. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably true given how much, given my skill level at the time. Yeah. Hell None of an of, account, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we helped pay for that education. <laughs> he did. I know. <laughs> but I think very fondly of those years uh, where I uh, helped Scott's company out. They really, allo- they really allowed me to learn a lot. And Scott and, you know, you and I got to know each other uh, real well. And um, so anyway, uh, the idea was to try to bring that small town customer service mom and pop hardware store to Charlotte, which I just don't, you just don't see as much around here. And then one client at a time slowly grew it into uh, a pretty good sized managed service provider that it is today. And you recently um, acquired or merged with another company which I think is always fascinating, and and that's a road we haven't gone down thus far. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious uh, if you have any insight on uh, how that goes, and and what your at the end of the day feeling is about the merger. Yeah, it, I definitely learned a tremendous amount. So we um, about six to nine months ago, we um, I purchased another a competitor. 
um, not quite as large as we were, but uh, still a, a pretty good size. And they had five employees. And they're just one of the biggest things I learned is there's so many, so much you can't tell by looking at the numbers. And I was really surprised at <laughs> once everything, once all the employees moved in and I saw how people worked and the type of employees they were, I, it, it was just really obvious that some of them weren't a good fit for the type of company that we are. And you just can't tell that by looking at numbers. Um, another thing that, uh, that I did that was a great lesson that I'll never ever, if I do make another acquisition, I'll never do it without is to have some sort of earnout built into the, the deal, you know, I'll never forget three weeks in. Um, and, and I do believe it was just bad timing. Um, three weeks in one of the largest customers decided to break their contract and, and leave. And it was just bad timing. They, they were never really a good fit for us, uh, or for the, the uh, previous owner. And so if it wasn't for the earnout, that would have really hurt. But because I had an earnout built in where if a client leaves, I'm protected financially, I'd, I, it would have hurt. And so that's something I would definitely recommend anyone in a similar industry, if you're buying a competitor to make sure you've got some sort of earnout in there. So for financial protection in case the clients leave. And so when you're acquiring these companies, what's, what's next, um, you know, for your business and, and from an IT perspective, you know, I grew up in the era where there wasn't the internet and then there was the internet, right? And now you can't live without the internet. And it just seems like it's getting so much more advanced where I feel like that's a huge opportunity for you because we're going to need you more and more moving mm -hmm. forward. So tell us a little bit about that direction and, 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 and where, where you're going to go. You know, it's an interesting balance because IT is becoming more important, but which increases the need for us. But at the same time, so much of IT is moving into the cloud, right. which typically decreases the need for us. You know, previously, so there's a nice balance we have to find. So in my opinion, we have to find more customers rather than less customers and, and being more having being able being more profitable with those customers we need more so you know one of the nice things about our business and where we're going is it's somewhat recession proof because people are going to need us they got to keep the computers on um, so that's one benefit of our business but again we've got to understand that the cloud is here it's not going anywhere and our business has to adapt to that so we have to find other ways to make money with our clients definitely and in your world so let's, let's put it this, let's, let's throw out kind of a, a scenario here. And I'm sure you deal with this all the time. Mm -hmm. Company goes in, um, and then they walk into their office and it's dark and there's no internet. Yeah. <laughs> and you get this email from the boss at five 30. I got to have my internet on by five 45 AM. I got people coming in. Yeah, Tell me how, okay. You, I would imagine if you worked IT, you have to kind of be calm and have that demeanor. Like it's going to be okay. We'll take care of it. But tell us some of those stories. I mean, it's you got it's got to be crazy when it doesn't work, right? Yeah, yeah. We we've, we've had some some crazy calls over right. the years. We've been doing this for <laughs> for a while, <laughs> and we get you know some of the calls. And this is this is the truth that's actually happened. Is uh, you know we get we you know we have a, a wide variety of uh, skill level for the users that we support. We got the folks that just gnarly turn on a computer, and then the ones that some are pretty tech savvy. And one of them calls us up. This is this actually happened. That calls us up and she says, Tom. I don't know, um, this lady actually used to work for my parents' business. Uh, I don't know uh, what to do. Um, on my screen, it says, press any key to continue. And I said, okay, well, what, what's the problem? And she goes, well, I'm just looking at the keyboard and 
I can't find the any key. <laughs> 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 it's like, <laughs> well, you're you earning your money so, today. So <laughs> what do you, <laughs> what do you do with that? You're gonna learn call? today. You know, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> From a customer service wow. perspective, don't you know, laugh you, and say, "Let you, me." Great you question. Great question. Yeah, 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 and that's what you have to do. We have to be kind and patient, right. and we have to say, "Well, you know, um, what that means is you can just pick any key you want. So you just choose, and it's up to you." You know, that's um, hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, so we do get calls like that. Yeah, I, I can imagine. <laughs> or have you checked to see if it's plugged in? Yeah. Tom's you know, favorite line, that, man, and we've been working with him for a lot of years, is have you restart the computer? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. Do, no, 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 no. I messed that up. Just do a quick restart. Yeah. <laughs> that is probably something. And that's exactly that what, what I would say. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what Scott tells me whenever I'm like, oh, my computer's oh, not working. Have you done yeah. a quick restart? <laughs> he has ingrained that in my brain over the past 15 years. And it usually works, yeah. doesn't it? It's amazing how many problems a little restart will fix. It really is. That's, so in, and that's cool to learn a little bit more about, you know, the direction of your business and learn some of those funny stories. Um, from, a, from this standpoint, you'd, you'd mentioned um, some of the things not to do, right? And when we're working with companies and we're, we're dealing with credit cards and we're dealing with payments, from a business perspective, how can we make it easier for our clients to want to give that information or to kind of make it, you know, ease like, hey, it's okay. Like, we can take care of you. Because there's some clients that are like, I am not giving you my, my credit card information. And with mm-hmm. us, well, we can't move forward. Like, we create custom products. Like, we mm-hmm. do, this is not off the shelf. Like, we, we kind of have to have that to get started. Yep. Well, there are a couple of ways to make it easier for a client to get you credit card uh, information. One of the uh, pieces of low-hanging fruit is for them to send you an encrypted email. And that's really inexpensive, very simple to do. Um, Most email products for businesses out there are compatible with it. It's super easy to integrate with whatever your existing email is, whether you have your own server, whether you host your email with Office 365 or Google, which is very common. Um, basically the user will type in something in the subject that says bracket encrypt bracket and everything else with the, um, the email is exactly the same. So it doesn't have, you know, the users don't have to change anything to do this. So that's one nice and easy way. And that level of encryption is as reasonable as someone could expect to securely get you information. So that's, uh, that would be one way to do it. Another way would be for you guys to set up some sort of web portal or something like that to securely, uh, get their information. That wouldn't be the end of the world or real hard to do. A web developer could whip something like that up for you. Um, those are the two things that would, that would come to mind, uh, come to mind very quickly. Or another, I, you know, I just, I was reading about this a couple of months ago. Um, there's a credit card company out there and their kind of shtick or gimmick was, you know, everybody hates getting their credit card stolen, right? It happens to all of us all the time. And we have to change our credit card and all these automatic payment accounts. It's so annoying. Well, what these guys are doing is, they, you have your main credit card number, your account number, which you don't, it's not on your card. But when you have an account like your uh, Spectrum account or a Dunstan uh, account, or whatever, you have a unique credit card just for them, a unique number. So if that number gets compromised or whatever, it's no big deal. You just cancel the number and uh, give them another one. And it doesn't affect your other accounts. So you have a unique number for all these different accounts. And it all ties back to one uh, credit card account. So that's kind of a neat yeah. way. Uh, kind of a clever cool. way, think, yeah, that I was reading about the other day. Now we're getting free advice. I like this. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's there it's not go. so much if you lose your wallet anymore. It's like you get the email, your card has been compromised. Yeah. It's like fantastic. Yeah, yeah right. I, I want to spend all weekend going through the 1,900 places mm-hmm. that have my card. 
And then, God forbid, you have an auto um, bill or auto pay already set up. Yep. And then, like, three weeks later, it's like, we're turning off your water. And you're like, oh, uh, my God, I didn't. Oh, thanks, Bank of America. I got another yep, compromise. Yep, but, yep. okay, that's ha- that's ha- interesting. Happens all the time. Yeah. Um, so, and kind of changing paths here, you, your LinkedIn profile uh, includes a year at Catholic University of I'm going to mess this up. Valparaiso. Valparaiso. That's right. (laughs) Um, And we mean Chile, not Indiana. So tell me a little bit, you know, that place or that, excuse me, that university has a strong commitment to public service. You know, what, what drove you to go there and tell us about the experience? Well, the, the driving force is very simple. Her name is Colleen. And she is my current wife <laughs> at the time. Our last guest talked a lot about yeah. how in control yeah. the ladies are these days. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, at the time when we went down there, she wasn't my wife. But when we met, it was very quick for us. I think we, she would say we both knew that she's the one for me. I'm the one for her. And she had this amazing scholarship with the Rotary to study in, in Chile. And so I said, you know what? If you're going there, you, you, I mean, you're, you're the one for me. I'm, I guess I'm going to go too. And so I went down to La Universidad Católica de Valparaíso. Is how you, that was much better. Is, <laughs> <laughs> is a city. Valparaíso is the third largest city, second, third largest city in Chile. And it's a basically a university. So I took a postgraduate year. Uh, so I studied Spanish and math. And I actually played basketball down there for their basketball team. So I actually got to travel around Chile <laughs> That's and awesome. play basketball and play yeah. uh, other universities. My wife, who already spoke Spanish at the time, I didn't speak a lick of Spanish. Um, she got a degree in pu- master's in public management. And I basically took Spanish immersion crash courses and math was simple enough. Didn't have to know too much Spanish for that. And, uh, and play basketball. So uh, that's what brought me down there. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, re- really cool. And you mentioned, um, and I guess kind of going back to the business, um, and this is kind of more of a, of a personal question. Nowadays, when you're going on social media and, or any, any website, it'll say log in with Facebook, log in with Instagram. Yes. Every time it does that, yeah, it's really simple, like super simple. Click. But then you, you look at this stuff with, with Mark Zuckerberg and he's you know on the stand and they're talking about all of the private information and it, it just... Tell us about that. Is that secure? Should we not do that? Yeah, we can. uh, You know, this is what uh, Spectrum News was in talking to me about just uh, a week before last. Um, So what that does is when you do that, yeah, sure, it's convenient. So you don't have to create another account, but you have to weigh that with what Facebook now has access to. And if you log into an account, whether whatever it is, whether it's a news website or social media or some other sort of social media, you name it, Facebook now has access to a portion of the information that you have in those accounts that have nothing to do with Facebook. And their Facebook's really good about logging this information. And what they, they do this for the purposes, if you believe them, and uh, of making, allowing them to help you make more connections with businesses that you would potentially enjoy and with your friends, with other friends that you maybe aren't friends with on Facebook. So supposedly that's the purpose of them doing this. Um, of, of logging the data, that is. Um, so you've really got to be careful. I personally, I don't do that at all. I never, ever do that. And I would uh, advise someone not to do it. Um, in my sure. opinion, the risk reward, the convenience factor that you get, is just not, it's just not high enough. I'd rather have my data 
uh, my data private. And then another thing that's really interesting about this Facebook hack, uh, and Facebook didn't really get hacked. They just shared their information. Someone who they shared information with shared it to someone who they shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And that was the violation of Facebook's policies. Um, is you got to be careful when you're clicking around in Facebook. Um, so in this, in this instance, uh, the uh, person in Facebook uh, put a personality quiz on Facebook and people within Facebook would just go on, fill out information on this personality quiz. And they shared that with Cambridge Analytica. And so you've just really got to be careful with what you're doing on Facebook, not necessarily what you're logging into and your own personal information, what you're typing in, what you're actually doing while you're on the site. Well, they also came out and said that you can go and look at all the data that they've shared and you can download that. And I've, Yes, you can. So what, okay. I did it. There's a lot of information out there. What do I do now? Oh, man. You know, and there's so much information, especially if you had an Android phone, not an iPhone. iPhone users weren't affected at all. But if you had an, uh, an Android phone and you signed up for things that were that had nothing to do with them saving your information, really, um, they had access to, for example, you could just uh, a couple of years ago, if you had a particular version of the Android software and you gave them access to your contacts, again, under the guise of helping you find more connections, then by uh, upgrading to different versions of the Android software, then they had access to your text messages, your call logs, wow. all of that. And most users had no idea. And you, when you go into that archive, um, you could see all that stuff, all of your text messages back and forth, all of them, your call logs, all that you've ever made, all on Facebook. But you can, to answer your question, um, the for Android users, you need to upgrade to the latest version of the Android operating system and then uh, go in there and change your settings to see what Facebook does and doesn't have access to. You can also go into your archive um, on Facebook and delete a lot of information. And so I'd strongly recommend folks do that. Taking notes. Yes. <laughs> I was really blown away with, with yeah. the Android access that they had. And they had these two issues. Facebook did two completely different issues. Um, have nothing to do with one another in about a week and a half. And so they've been on the hot seat a little bit. Wow. That is awesome, man. That's some really good information. And I know our, our, uh, our listeners are going to be excited about that. Well, we're excited to, to help, um, you know, follow your brand and follow Sterling Technologies. Tell us a little bit about how people out there can get involved with you. And, and if they're interested in doing business, how can they touch or how can they reach out to you? Yeah, well, we'll tell folks to do the same thing we tell our clients to do. And you've got my, our direct lines. We try to make things nice and easy for our clients to get in touch with us. So you can call me. I'll give you my direct line. It's simple. It's 704-412-1587. You call that number, I'm going to answer the phone. Um, and that's what we do when we answer IT requests for our clients. We just tell them, look, we just answer the phone. It's that simple. Uh, but you can visit our website at uh, sterling-technology.com. You'll see uh, some of the videos where Spectrum News, uh, they've been by a couple of times. So you'll see some videos on Facebook, on the Mecklenburg County ransomware where they interviewed us about that. And then most recently, some uh, brute force attacks that have been happening. We talk about um, how to uh, make sure you have a strong password, things like that. So there's a lot of information on our website. Tom, awesome. thank you for investing a few minutes with us this morning, <laughs> man. Very yeah. interesting stuff, and I, I believe it impacts everyone yeah. uh, in some fashion. So thanks again, man, and congratulations on your success this far with Sterling Technologies. Well, it all started with you, Scott. It oh, all started. thank you. <laughs> there, <laughs> it there it is. There it is. It's all about relationships. We're waiting for that for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Thank you. Yeah. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.